Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. I was amazed last week to see how many people were sharing on LinkedIn and Twitter and all the social media Platforms, people that I very much respect, and I'm not. This is not. I'm not saying they should not have done this. I, I was curious too when I saw this that Apple, Apple, in addition to announcing a new, basically like a movie production company like Netflix and Amazon Prime, Apple is going to start creating its own content, its own content, own movies, own series, own documentaries. I'm sure. But that people were sharing this as though it was new. Why were you surprised that Apple was being, in a favorite word from a few years ago, disruptive? Uh, They've always been that. Um, Great folks, great folks. Um, uh, Dan Berger, the CEO of NAFQ, was all over this and all over Twitter, like I said, and, and what we call euphemistically now the Internet uh, wow! Look at look at Apple. They're 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 launching not just not just this uh, production platform for videos, documentaries, and stuff like that, but they're also launching a credit card in conjunction with Goldman Sachs. If you are a sentient human being born in the late 20th century, it should not surprise you that Apple continues to do things that you did not see coming. This is the Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more, maybe no better example of any American brand in the entirety of American business history is Apple, which rescued its brand with music and continues today as one of the great innovators in American tech and culture and whatever you want to call it. I I believe Apple is a not just a 2020 brand, but much, much further than that. So the name of the episode today, meeting Steve Jobs with a question mark, because I'm not sure I did. I think I did. I think if you care enough, you will find that everything I'm going to tell you today is true. I was stationed at the 4th Battalion, 21st Infantry at Fort Ord, California, in Mon- near Monterey, California, which is not that far um, in terms of driving from Cupertino, California, where the Apple headquarters is and was and remains to this very day. Um, I was seeing a uh, young lady, a friend, up in Daly City, which if you look at the San Francisco Peninsula like a lobster claw, it is on the left-hand side or the western side of that peninsula in Daly City. She was a student at San Francisco State University. Gone up to see her on a Saturday evening. Just, you know, very nice. I was an Army soldier. She was a college student. Dinner, you know, whatever. 
and and then me heading home because dinner had been so expensive that I could not afford a hotel room. So I got in my car, which was a 1980 Toyota Celica with a sunroof, which was big for me at the time as somebody as an E4 in the United States Army that made exactly $916 a month. Um, as I got more and more tired driving, I remember Apple. I, I went to high school in the 80s. You had um, what was called IBM, and I, I don't think we called it Apple. I think we called it Macintosh, Macintosh computers. And you could use either one if you signed up for 15 minutes in the computer lab to see if you could actually print out your class ranking or whatever on a, on a piece of paper, on a printer, a dot matrix printer that was connected to either an IBM machine or a, or, a, or a Mac or an Apple. I don't know what time it was. I know it was after midnight. I know it was um, not Saturday, but Sunday morning sometime, I believe in the fall of 1988. And like I said, if you need me to send you my DD-214 or if you want me to send you bank records, this I can assure you. Apple was a bit of a celebrity brand. Steve Jobs was a bit of a celebrity in 1988. And I remember exactly where I was and what was happening when I think I met very, very briefly Steve Jobs. But that's why I put the question mark in there because I'm not sure. And I'm going to tell you about it and we'll do it all right after this. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove All right, that is conference quality information without the expense report. Okay, I'm driving home to Fort Ord. It is 1988. I never one time in the entirety of preparing for this show looked it up. I know Tracy Chapman's Fast Car was released, or at least was very, very popular in 1988. In those days, you could not, quote-unquote, download a song. You either had to go out and buy the album or the entire cassette, but if a song was popular enough, you could get what was called a cassette single. Just buy the song, not the entire album. And I can remember driving up from Fort Ord, which I think it was 113 miles south of San Francisco. I can remember seeing that sign all the time on Highway 101. But I think Daly City was a little closer than going actually into the city, although it doesn't really matter because I remember that night we went into the city. We had dinner in, in what would be called San Francisco proper and went to a club there in, in San Francisco. But anyway, so I'm, I'm coming back and... Uh, I had remembered earlier in the day, probably 4 or 5 o'clock, uh, in those days, I was in the Army. I was in the infantry, a very high-profile unit. In fact, my company commander in 1988 is now in charge of every single bit of training that occurs in the United States Army. You can look it up. I think he's Lieutenant General now, Stephen Townsend. He was my company commander in those days. and But on the weekends, if we were not in the field or what you would consider as civilians out on maneuvers— it was kind of a regular work week. You know, you worked Monday through Friday, but on the weekends, your time was your own. And unlike a lot of guys in my unit, I had my own car. I could drive myself anywhere I wanted. And this 1980 Toyota Celica was the nicest car I'd ever owned up to that point. Well, uh, on the way up, like everybody else in America, I was a huge fan of this this song called Fast Car 
by Tracy Chapman. It was just different. It wasn't disco. It wasn't pop. It wasn't rock and roll. It wasn't a love song. It was a story. It was a song told a story and a bit of a sad story. And I would say it was an acoustic song that really broke through all the techno beats and all the 1980s big hair bands and stuff like that. It didn't happen all the time, but it certainly happened with this song. And I remember stopping in Cupertino at a Sam Goody record store on my way up to Daly City that night to see if they had a cassette single because I didn't want to I didn't want to buy the whole album. It was the only song I'd never heard of Tracy Chapman before 1988 and I certainly didn't want to spend at the time was probably between seven and eleven dollars on a full cassette or a full album. Like I said, I made nine hundred sixteen dollars a month, but a cassette single, a dollar ninety nine or two and a half bucks, I might have done that. They didn't have one. I don't think I don't know if they ever released one. Um, you can Google it yourself if you're curious enough. I, I didn't get one. I was content to wait for it to come on the radio, uh, on the FM radio, the you know the top forty radio station, and it did. It, every hour you could count on hearing it. Well. I'm driving home from Daly City. It is early in the morning on Sunday morning or late at night on Saturday, depending on how you look at it. And I was, like I said, I'm getting sleepy. I just wanted to pull over and and take a short nap, maybe an hour-long nap, what we would call today a power nap. You know, I was in the Army. I didn't need a lot of creature comforts. I knew I could shower and eat and have breakfast and get coffee in the morning, uh, 113 miles. In those days, the speed limit was not over 60 miles per hour. So it was a two-hour drive from San Francisco, two, two, two and a half hours if you had to stop. And I was stopping to take a nap. And I'm driving through Cupertino, and I remember seeing the Sam Goody sign and thinking, hey, this is a good place to pull over. And I took the exit, and I saw the Apple logo. And I thought, that's a big company. I can just pull into their parking lot and, and just, you know, what we called cop a few Zs, just, just take a break. I don't know what time it was. I think it was probably, you know, maybe one o'clock in the morning. You, I think you always feel like you've slept longer than you actually have. I was, I was sleeping in the car, and somebody knocked on the window because I remember it, it scared the bejesus out of me. And I woke up, and I looked, and my first thought was, I must be dreaming, because John Lennon died a long time ago. A, a person that I thought looked like John Lennon with those circular John Lennon glasses was tapping on the window, and when he saw that I was awake, he made this motion, this gesture with his hand and and forearm to roll down the window. You would never do that today because everyone has those automatic uh, windows. You just push a button. I did not have that in this car. And I rolled down the window, and this is why I think it was Steve Jobs. It's because of what he said, not the way he looked. Not because of the fact that it was 1988 and anybody can find out that Apple was uh, kind of a, a big deal in the, in the uh, culture of America and in the tech and computer world in 1988. Um, I don't, if, if you can prove to me that Steve Jobs was out of the country the entire year of 1988, I will say you're absolutely right. It was not him, just somebody that maybe looked like him. It's what he said. He looked at me and said, he didn't say, you can't sleep You, you can't sleep here. Hey, you got to get out of here. This is private property. He never said that. He said these words exactly. Many, many years later, I can remember like it was yesterday or late on a Sunday morning or Saturday night. He said, there's no sleeping here. There's no 
sleeping here. Nobody sleeps here at the Apple campus. If you're a programmer or somebody that works on the on the Macintosh team or on the next generation of you know desktop computers, if if you're that tired, go home, get a shower, have a meal, and then you can come back. But there's no sleeping here. It makes the brand looks so bad. That's why I think it was him. Meeting Steve Jobs? Question mark? I can live with that because I really don't know. He didn't introduce himself. He was kind and and not soft spoken. He was he was pretty adamant that you know, hey, you can't sleep here. There's no sleep in here. You can't do this. And I left. I got I I started up my car and headed down to Fort Ord. Um, you have to join 101 to to get back to Fort Ord in those days. And um, I fell asleep at the wheel and rolled my car several times and totaled that 1980 Toyota Celica. I don't blame Steve Jobs for that. I was just tired. I, I should have found another place to sleep. Not a scratch. I didn't get a scratch. Um, when I look back on it now, I'm pretty sure it's who I think it was. But I can't be sure. But today, you can absolutely know what you posted, what you said, what you liked, what you favorited, what you retweeted, what you um, helped go viral. And I was amazed that people that I really, really respect were surprised that Apple is on the offensive in the banking marketplace. And you better get it figured out because history is you can change with it or you can get changed by it. My name is Jason Dodge. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand, Apple, IBM, Microsoft, were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. We go cruise and entertain ourselves. Still ain't got a job. Now work in the market as a checkout girl. I know things will get better. You'll find work and I'll get promoted We'll move out of the shelter Buy a bigger house and live in the suburbs I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk City lights day out before us